Welcome to Jersey Guy Sports, your sports talk home for the Yankees, the Giants, the Rangers, and the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. And I'm your host, Don. I want to thank you for listening. Now, today I'm going to be talking about the New York Giants losing in pathetic fashion in overtime to the Jets, 13-10, with third-string quarterback Danny DeVito basically not allowed to throw the ball. So let's go ahead and start. So every team, good or bad, has good games, bad games, somewhere in between. This one will rank up there in Giants history with one of, as one of the more pathetic losses in Giants history. This one was hard to watch. It was hard to imagine. Not that it matters much in the scheme of things. And in the end, it might even be better that the Giants ended up losing this if they go on to have an awful season. Maybe their draft pick will be higher. But this is a game that had some of the most pathetic play you will see. And that went for both teams. On a miserable, rainy Sunday at the Meadowlands, the Giants managed to snatch defeat out of the jaws of victory against the Jets. And this is after throwing close to no passes for the entire second half. Brian Dable is going to have a lot to answer for with this crushing defeat. Dable could and probably should be absolutely skewered and roasted for this impossibly conservative play calling. I don't know how he called such conservative play calling in the second half and thought he would actually win this game. The Giants defense, which actually played pretty great, I'd say, for about 59 minutes of the game, choked big time in the last 24 seconds and in overtime against the Jets, and they wilted in incredible fashion to just throw the game away for the Giants. This is a game where Darren Waller re-injured his friggin' nagging hamstring. I, I've had enough. Waller's really good when he's here, but this fucking injuries are killing me. So Waller re-injured his hamstring and basically played about a quarter of the game, if that. And more critically, Tyron Taylor left the game with a rib injury in the first half. The game featured 23 combined friggin' punts. 23. This is the most in an NFL game since 2003. The Giants, I'm sorry, the Jets actually have one of the NFL's best defenses, right? So coming into the game, you had to think this was going to be a very tall order for the Giants offense. I was actually talking to some of my friends this week and discussing the upcoming game. And after the Giants actually won a game against Washington, you know, my friends were a little bit excited. And I tried to calm them down. A, we always beat Washington. B, this team is not very good. And C, the Jets have a really, really good defense. And, you know, we can't score, of course. So coming into this game against one of the NFL's best defenses, you knew it was going to be a tough slog for the Giants offense. But no matter how much you thought the Giants would struggle, they managed to struggle even more. The Giants offense basically sucked monkey balls today against the Jets. The Giants finished with minus nine yards passing. Minus nine. Very impressive, huh? The Giants could not get a simple first down for most of the first half. They couldn't even fucking get an offensive first down. Uh, it, it took forever for them to actually get a first down. The first one they got was on a penalty, I believe, you know, late in the second quarter. The Giants completed all of six passes. The entire game, the entire football game, they completed six whole passes. That's 60 minutes of playing time and overtime. We completed six passes. Let that sink in. Six passes. The Giants were two for 19 on third down. The Giants allowed four sacks. The Giants punted 13 times in the game. 13 fucking punts. 
And our punters suck, by the way. I'm going to get to that later. We committed six fucking penalties for 73 yards, including the crucial overtime pass interference call on a Dory Jackson that just put the nail in our coffin. The Giants basically could not protect either of the quarterbacks that were in. We could not run block. I mean, other than that, though, Giants were great on offense. <laughs> other than those small things, we were brilliant. Actually, there were a few positives. Uh, Saquon Barkley ran really well. Tommy DeVito, who is an undrafted rookie. He's from Don Bosco Prep High School, New Jersey. He went to school in Syracuse and Illinois. He's a local kid. He took over in the second quarter for the injured Tyrod Taylor, who, by the way, went to the hospital with a rib injury. So who, who the hell knows what the future holds and when Daniel Jones is ever going to get back. But we may have, you know, Tommy DeVito starting as our quarterback next week. It's just hard to know. Um, DeVito didn't play particularly well, but he had almost no chances to try to do well. And really, having no chances, that is going to be the epitaph of this game. Certainly, the Giants' offensive line didn't help them very much in the second quarter, in the beginning, but still. All right. Now, the Giants were not doing well in the first half, even with Tyrod Taylor quarterback. They managed a field goal. They didn't convert a single third down until the third fucking quarter, where the Jets essentially, by the way, gifted the Giants a touchdown by taking repeated penalties. The Giants drove down the field then, you know, behind, you know, DeVito not passing all runs um, and scored a touchdown without completing a single pass with the Jets helping them along the way with repeated penalties. Now, luckily for the Giants, you know, the Jets offense, Jack Wilson, with Zach Wilson, they suck balls too. The Jets were trailing 10 to 7 to the Giants at this point, right, in the, in the third quarter. But throughout the entire rest of the third quarter and the entire rest of the fourth quarter, Dable would not allow the Giants to throw the football. He will not let DeVito throw a pass, even if it was third and eight, third and nine, third and five, third and ten, third and twelve, third and two. Every single play was a run. Every single play. We had one fucking pass attempt in the second half. One. And Brian Dable is going to get killed. Killed for this. And rightly so. He essentially went into Joe Judge mode at this point in the third quarter, right? He wouldn't let him throw the ball at all. It was basically run Saquon Barkley, run a quarterback sneak, and that's it. Even on third down, for the entire rest of regulate, regulation play, we would not throw the ball. And to be somewhat fair, I mean, let's not forget about the entire circumstance. Between the rain, and it was pissing on everyone for a long time, between the rain, the wet conditions, the absolutely awful Giants offensive line, the great Jets defense, and the non-creativity on offense. The Giants' offense did have very little chance, but you have to let the kid try. You have to let him try. Why is he on the team? Why Why do you have him on the team as a quarterback if you're not going to let him throw the ball? What is the point? You might as well put Barkley back there, right? If you're just going to run, get another blocker and just, just snap it to Barkley. What's the point? There had to be something they could do, right? I mean, you could have a screenplay. You could have little flare passes, quick hitters, slants, right? You, there's a lot of things. Wandale Robinson is a very good possession receiver. You could throw a little quick down and in, you know, three, four yards slant that he could break. There's lots of other creativity. And we saw it last year with this offense, right, and Kafka and Dable, that we're just not seeing this year. I know the line's terrible. I know it. I understand that you can't always do everything. But you cannot have an entire second half where you think you're going to beat a team without throwing a single fucking pass. There has to be something. There has to be some creativity, and I guarantee you this entire week, Dable's going to be 
skewered left and right, and in my mind, correctly so, over not being able to actually attempt a fucking pass in the second half. DeVito actually attempted, to be clear, one single pass the entire second half. How Dable can defend this is lost on me, and it should be really interesting. The horse shit that he's going to throw out in press conferences. By the way, the Jets tried to help us win, right? But we apparently wouldn't take it. The Giant, uh, the Jets jumped off sides on a fourth and five late in the fourth quarter. We were going to punt, basically. And you know, we ended up giving us a first down, but we couldn't do much with it. The Giants still looked to a man like we were going to win this game late in the game. We, as a matter of fact, were, were getting a few first downs, and we had the ball deep in uh, Jets' territory if the Jets couldn't move the ball, and we turned it over on downs. We attempted a 36-yard field goal with 24 seconds left, and amazingly, Gano blew his second field goal of the game, which I can't get over. He was like, you know, one of our only good things on this team. Gano was just a tremendous, tremendous field goal kicker for us last year. This year, he's not as consistent, and he missed two more field goals after missing one last week. This is three missed field goals. And the second field goal with 24 seconds left just fucking killed us. It would have put us up six. They would have had to actually score a touchdown. The Jets had no timeouts at that point. So instead of that, you know, the Jets, the um, Jets got the ball, right, on the 26-yard line. And that was it, basically. In 24 seconds, they ended up tying the game. The Giants' defense, by the way, played pretty well but notably fell apart and choked at the end. Basically, they let the Jets move 58 yards in 23 seconds by allowing consecutive 29-yard pass completions when the Jets had no fucking timeouts, and they let them kick a game-tying field goal as time expired. Defense then allowed the Jets in overtime to move right down the field, notably with Dora Jackson committing a dagger, dagger pass interference penalty. And basically, that put the nail in the Giants' coffin because that pass interference penalty was on a long pass and put the Jets down at the Giants' 12-yard line or something. So it was friggin' over at that point. The defense, by the way, playing very, very well. There's lots of good things to do, but they did miss some tackles in open space early, and then they kind of picked it up late. Um, they also allowed a little flare pass you know, to, to Reese Hall, turning to a 50-yard touchdown. Somehow, for the Jets' only touchdown of the game. But most of the game, the Jets, the Giants' defense played really, really, really well. Um, and, and there's some good things you can talk about. And I wanted, I don't want those to get lost. Dexter Lawrence was friggin' awesome again. He's, after getting on him the first three or four games of the year, because he was basically a no-show for the Giants' defense after getting that big contract, Dexter Lawrence has really come on to become the force that he was last year again. Lawrence played a really good game. Bobby Okereke had another good game. At linebacker, he's been on and off for some of the year, has been coming on lately. Deontay Banks played pretty well at cornerback. He did have one unnecessary interference penalty he took in the third quarter, but overall he played a strong defensive game against a good wide receiver on the Jets. The Giants had good pressure on the quarterback for most of the game. It was nice to see. Thibodeau, in particular, had three friggin' sacks, including a sack fumble early in the game that was huge and two big sacks during crunch time. He actually really impacted the game. And that's what I've been getting on him for, right? I'm really getting on him for, you know, not getting near the quarterback, but even in the few times he did earlier in the year, it didn't impact the game at all. There were times we were down by 20, never on third down when we really needed him. This game was different. He was impacting the game. Finally, 
and it, it really felt good. But even at the end, you know, we can only manage, you know, nothing off of that. It was a very tough game to, to watch. And the Giants defense played really, really well until it actually really mattered at the end. And then they didn't. Somehow they just folded like a cheap suit or something. I don't know. What folds cheaply? I don't know. Something. Um, and, and that's it. A couple notes from the game I wanted to make mention of. Our punter, Gillum. The Scottish Hammer, wherever the fuck he's called, he sucked monkey balls. Gillum sucked. He was terrible punting, costing us field position all game. You know, and we're, we're punting, you know, 13 fucking times. Being a bad punter really hurts us 13 times. You know, it hurts a lot. You know, it's not like you punted twice. Oh, and it hurt. You punted 13 fucking times, right? And when you're bad all the time, you continue to give up field position. One of his punts was fucking 23 yards, a 23-yard punt. I don't care if it's wet or not. 23 yards. This fucking Scottish hammer. I want to throw him in the stands. Now, the Jets punter, on the other hand, Morstead or whatever, was friggin' awesome. 50, 55-yard punts. He pinned the Giants inside our own five-yard line three different friggin' times. He was great. The difference between punters was unbelievable. Gano, as I mentioned, other notes, missed three field goals in the last two weeks. The last one probably cost the Giants a game. It's just shocking. One other quick note. Uh, we had a new punt returner. Um, Ozlewski or something. I forget his name. He looked pretty damn good, I got to say. Better than the other returners we use anyway. He seemed to maximize the return yardage, right? Not going left and right a lot when he didn't have to, trying to do. He got the most yards he could. He cut up. He wasn't afraid of getting hit. And, you know, we would get 8, 10, 12, 14 yards per return. And that's nice. If those are 8 to 14 yards we never had before. So it was nice. I hope we keep him. The Giants just apparently added him to, his roster, to our roster yesterday. Um, but still, he was definitely a positive. But boy, what a game. I mean, you talk about a miserable, pathetic loss and way to look incompetent, you know, in front of a national audience. The Giants are now two and six. We're in last place and we're firmly in place as the most pathetic team of the week, for sure. I'm sure on all the highlights, we're going to look pathetic. The Giants play the Raiders next week, followed by the Dallas Cowboys. You know, maybe it's time that we tank and actually draft a quarterback, right? <laughs> Lose the rest of our games and maybe improve this team. I'll tell you what, Brian Dayball, this is the last thing I'm going to say. He better have some freaking frame, flame retardant shield within this whole week because he is going to be under heavy, heavy fire from the fan base, from the talking heads after his disastrous conservative coaching in the second half this week. There, that You have to answer for, for how you call this game. No matter what happy horseshit comes out of his mouth, there can't be any credible answers that he can give that would pacify any of the fan base and rightly so because the dog shit play calling costs us this game this is a tough one to live with guys um that's all i have for you thanks for listening to jersey guy sports please subscribe to the podcast tell your friends all about it i'll be back soon with some more sports talk thanks and have a good day